0: Morning, everybody. Everybody's well.
1: Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day of week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining
0: us. Ah, talking about this idea of being empowered in down moments. Not easy. Not an easy thing. It's not easy to. It's not easy to
1: think this way. We talk about things, they may sound simple, but they're very difficult. And if if you have the time to work on it, even if you don't see the progress, the progress is happening. I was on the phone yesterday with a wonderful person who's struggling. Mightily, and I was trying to explain to her a concept that I learned from a great rabbi named Noah Weinberg. Where Noah Weinberg was famous for his interpretation of one of the greatest stories in Jewish history. There's a man who was arguably one of the greatest rabbis ever. We've spoken about him here on the boost. His name was Rabbi Akiva. Akiva was, it's hard to explain who he was.
0: I don't want to use this word connected to, connect to Akiva, but I will because, you know, in sports, we call him the GOAT.
1: For those who don't know, the GOAT stands for the greatest of all time. The GOAT. Tom Brady is considered to be the GOAT. Michael Jordan, the GOAT. La havdil, as they say.
0: Rabbi Akiva was the greatest of all time. Just to understand who he was, he was so great that when Moses was in heaven, if you will,
1: he saw into the future. God showed him Rabbi Akiva, and he was like, "I can't believe this man was to be part of the Jewish people." He led the nation. He was. The greatest his upbringing was less great seemingly he was a shepherd he was an ignoramus he knew nothing and the daughter of the sheep of the, the the owner of the sheep the the wealthy owner of which he was a worker the daughter fell in love with him and caused all these problems the father disowned them it was the, it was very hard
0: And in his formative years, there was the story where he was sitting by a brook and he was watching a stone that was caught under the drip
1: of a waterfall. You can imagine, like, a brook of water. And there's probably a piece of the brook where the water just dripped, dripped, and it fell into a rock. Now, great people take inspiration from the smallest things. We need inspiration, like, all the time. Great people could just, like, walk the streets, see like a bird, and be, like, blown away for
0: the rest of the week. You know what I'm talking about? So he looks at this rock, and he's staring at this rock.
1: And it's this moment, this rock, that shifts the course of his life.
0: And he says... If the water, which is soft, can borrow a hole into a rock, which is hard. Then the Torah, you
1: know, biblical wisdom, which is fire. Can surely borrow a hole into my heart, which is soft. Meaning he didn't feel connected at all. He didn't feel spiritual. And as opposed to saying, it's not me. He said, maybe. I am not bringing the right stuff in, but if I can bring it in, in the right way, I know it's going to change me. And that's the moment where he realizes that he can, and that's the moment where he starts to change his life, and then the rest is history. Rabbi Noah Weinberg says, what did he see? He didn't just see the result of the water dripping on a rock over years he saw that if the water was able to burrow a hole in a rock that means that the first drop that hit that spot in the rock the millionth drop made a hole But what that means is that the first drop that hits the rock also makes a dent you can't see it and it looks like nothing but if the millionth drop, you see the hole, that hole didn't pop out of nowhere. That hole was a slow bit, a little bit, little bit, little bit. And most of it was indistinguishable by the eye. So the first 10,000 drops that hit the rock, you look at the rock and you see no difference. And you go, water can't bore a hole in a rock. Look. But only if you have the patience to see the 10 millionth drop. You see, it changes the whole rock structure, which means that the first drop did it as well. You just couldn't see it. That means everything that I do has meaning and has value, even if it's indistinguishable to my own eyes. What we're talking about needs this frame for us to even have a shot at it. We're talking about changing the way we see the world. We're talking about thinking in a spiritual context while we are in a material world with a material body. We're talking about engaging in things that few people have been able to do. This is not my wisdom. This is the wisdom of the Torah. How to be physical, how to be spiritual in the physical world, how to elevate the physical. I'm not talking about like how to make a few more dollars. I'm talking about how to lose a couple more pounds. I'm not talking about how to get a bigger home or a nicer job or a better car or how to throw a football. I'm not talking about those things. What? That, that's like child's play. We're talking about how to change how we see the world. Is happiness when things work out for me, or is happiness the recognition that I have? that within me is a force that comes out into this world when I'm challenged. And that
0: force is what will form me forever. The challenge that I'm going through right now is
1: only my ability to bring out the true me, which I will now have. It will allow me to see the world differently. You see this with people that are older in their age. You ever notice, like, music with, like, you know, grandparents, like, older grandparents?
0: You ever notice that, like, they 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 see the world differently. They live differently. You ever wonder, like, why that is? This guy, when he was 40, was
1: like, you know, going crazy every day. But now he's 90 and he's just the happiest guy in the world. Why is that? Sometimes it's because they just slow down. Sometimes it's because they gain perspective and they look at the world through spiritual lenses. Sometimes when somebody's in their 90s their 80s, they start to see mortality differently. They start to look at the material world differently and they don't
0: even realize that they're seeing through the lenses of a soul. That's what we're fighting for now. This is a different way of life. That when things are tough,
1: you start to see them as opportunities to emerge out your inner power
0: so that you can elevate yourself above this world while still living in this world and the way
1: it works is when you when when we start to appreciate
0: this concept called the dripping on the rock noah would say it all the time
1: when you sit down to study the first time you sit down to study you think nothing happened yeah It looks like it, it's indistinguishable to the eye, but oh, did something happen? Every time you hold back, every time you think bigger, every time you face a down moment, and as opposed to letting it drag you down, you try to bring up a little energy to feel better, Every time you're ready to yell or to give up or to get upset, you hold something, some muscle you exercise to start to figure out how to stay positive, to be empowered, to learn something. Every time you do that, it doesn't go to waste. Every time you do that, every single time you do that, drip, drip, drip. Something is changing. Something is getting better. Even if we can't see it, even if we feel exactly the same for a year, we're not the same. The whole is starting in the rock. We're starting to borrow a new way of life. We're starting to learn how to be empowered At any moment in our lives, we're starting to look at the material world and say, I don't need you to give me everything I want to feel empowered. I don't wanna be a person that has so many things going for them and appreciates none of it. And if I go through my day and I stub my toe, metaphorically, I'm blown. I don't wanna be a person who's passively negative my whole life. You know people like this? They can't go anywhere without automatically seeing the negative. Always negative. They don't even know it. We once 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 went somewhere with someone. I can't give any more details. A friend of ours, a family friend of ours, a a friend of ours let me say it better the family that are friends with us right they're friends we want their whole family they're not family they're friends just trying to create the space
0: we went somewhere i just couldn't believe my ears everything
1: but it was passive negativity it wasn't like this is terrible it was like yeah this is what they're
0: serving or this is what the rooms look like Or I would have thought the program was much better than this. Like that. You know that?
1: Like the lens is negative. Just you say it in a way that like makes it as if like we're being victimized versus like we're asserting negativity. You know that whole thing? Listen for it. When you speak to people, listen for the negativity. She said, what? He did this? You You can hear it. You can hear it. It's like. A a frame that looks out into the world, not just materialized, but with like negative materialized. They're wonderful people. It's just a, it's a way, it's a way of seeing the world, and expecting the world to deliver that which you want in your expectations. And when the world doesn't deliver that, there's a frustration. I'm paying money for this, how come? Or I expected this, how come? Or I got this last year, how come? Right, there's an expectation. We do this with God a lot. There's an expectation he's gonna deliver for us. Everything that we want, when we want it. And if we're like, quote unquote, good people, like what's up? It's an expectation of the world has to work out in our benefit. And we want it to work out on our benefit. And we should do everything in our power to get the world to work out in our benefit. God put this in this world. He doesn't say sit back and do nothing. He says, go work six days a week. But there's a difference. There's a difference between living a life where my happiness is tied into it working out versus my happiness is tied into my ability to grow every day. I get excited to grow. I get excited to change. I get excited to work out my muscles. I am a spiritual bodybuilder. When I walk into a gym, if everything is what I did yesterday, it's easy. I did it and I feel good, but in me me feels like I didn't do enough. But when I walk into a gym spiritually and the weights are hard that day, while I'm going through it, I could be, I could be schwitzing there's a certain excitement you get from pushing yourself to a level you've never pushed yourself to once you get that excitement once you get excited about pushing yourself beyond what you thought was possible now you're living a spiritual life because spirituality is growing and growing necessitates not being satisfied with where you are and whether you bring the challenge on yourself or the challenge is brought on to you is a certain expectation and excitement that you have the power
0: to be bigger than you were yesterday. Every day, even if you don't see it. Drip, drip, drip. You don't see it. You do it anyways, drip.
1: Drip. You don't see it. You do it anyways. I was telling someone about this idea. I think we spoke here called stick week. Do I tell you about stick week? Stick week. I'll just end with this. I have this thing in my head called stick week. Think about this. Whenever I do something new, whatever that is, there's like a grace period, you know where when you do it for the first time, it's cool. it's, diff- it's different, it's exciting. It's not, it, so the variety aspect, the, the, the newness of it sort of carries you. Let's use, again, I, I don't use this because I, I believe in it. I'm just using it because it's so easy. Let's use dieting, just easy. Someone starts a new diet, right? So there's a week, I don't know, 10 days, two weeks, whatever it is that you're on a new diet. So like there's a, the variety carries you. It's different. It's a little hard, but it's different. You have high expectations. And you're eating this food, not this food. You're eating Okay. You struggle a little bit, you know, whatever it is, but there's a certain variety to your life. There's a certain freshness that comes along with the newness of the diet. And that carries
0: you. And here's what happens next. Tell me if you've experienced it before. You're like two weeks in, a week in. You don't
1: see results, and the variety wanes. So now you get no newness. It's not exciting anymore, and you don't even see results.
0: Remember that period of time? I call that stick week because nobody wants to do it.
1: And all you got to do is just stick with it. Just stick with it. Stick. We can last a month. Stick. Because once you get through that period of time, what happens is your brain starts to build new neuroplasticity, and it gets easier. And then you see results. Like if you look at the way I see results in my own personal life, is newness. Everything falls. It's not new, and you don't see any results. Stick with it. Don't question. Stick. Then that gets a little easier. You still don't see results. And after you pass pass through phase three, which is the easing of the thing you're doing after you stuck with it, when you had nothing from it, then you begin to see results. And then that results sort of propel you towards doing it again.
0: What we're doing now, you got to stick with. Focus on your day when you feel down
1: and empower yourself, whatever it's going to take start to see the world from a perspective of bringing out the power inside you not having the world delivered to you and if you stick with it and stick with it and stick with it and stick with it it'll get easier and then once it gets easier you'll start seeing results all right we'll talk about
0: this all right everybody have an amazing day with god's help. i can't see you again